Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's going on, Warriors, and welcome to episode 38 of the Weekly Warrior Podcast. On today's episode, we talk about the three P's of progress. So pause your Netflix, prepare to have your minds blown, while we propose some ideas that'll help you in 2020. And we're back. And we're back. Back at it again. How was, uh, how was our New Year's Eve? slash day um i brought in new year's like a true warrior i sat and played video games until about midnight and (laughs) (laughs) the strenuous life i yeah the strenuous life i did not go out and party i did not do anything super fun yeah Uh, connor and i hung out and then she went to bed early and i stayed up and then went to bed pretty soon after midnight so uh connor you didn't see the ball drop no i never stay up till midnight oh (laughs) i i get i get real tired i stayed up pretty late though it was maybe 9 30 oh yeah yeah so living living large yeah yeah that was your best life you know what though i want to say something that was really sweet is we still kissed at midnight Ew, (laughs) that's so sweet it's so sweet yes so we still did that and then my favorite part of this whole podcast is when i just get third wheeled so hard (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) that's okay to be fair it was we've we've made connor the third wheel a couple times too yes that's true i think we all have a fair share Corey, you're the only one that's not getting third wheel here yeah that's true I'm a huh. I'm a social chameleon. That's bullshit. Fit in with everybody. Yeah. Okay. What else? What else did you guys do? Uh, I I worked New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. We um, we did sit down and we talked about goals. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say that's a good segue. New Year's Day was a big part of it. Was talking about 2020 and. Um, what we want 2020 to look like because, you know, right now is all the rage with New Year's resolutions. And we've talked about that on some previous episodes about, you know, how to like setting goals instead of doing resolutions and stuff like that. So um, that was a big part of New Year's Day was devoted to that. Yeah. That sounds kind of nice. What did yeah, you do, was, Bones? I got tacos, margaritas, ah. and I drove home in a snowstorm every man's dream with his <laughs> <Yeah>. girl <laughs> ain't nothing to it except totally. cruising through the backwoods of northern michigan with some tacos and margaritas in your tummy yeah that's right totally worth it right yeah totally i got want home those. and snuggled my dogs yeah mm-hmm. i want those tacos and margaritas they're real good yeah i would drive through a snowstorm for them yeah that's yeah. why we did it yeah <laughs> <laughs> Wow, they did a ball great. drop in Traverse City too, but we didn't really? stay for that. We got home 
Yeah, we got home at about ten minutes to midnight, and we streamed. Uh, we streamed the ball drop in New York, and we had a champagne glass which is me and jess yeah and i ended up drinking both glasses <laughs> because she old girl got about three marks in her and she was a little toasty she, yeah she was done yeah. what what a man what a man what am i what a man yeah. all right so today we're going to talk about uh, progress in lieu of what Corey was talking about new year's resolutions it's all the rage right now so yep. we're gonna hint on usually uh uh progress is happens very quickly so in january in february it's hot and um but we have the three p's of progress we're going to break it down for you today so the first one connor is is pause <laughs> yes that yeah, was there we go wow how did that work out great so yes what do, what, do, what do we mean by pause yeah so before we jump into pause I think the reason we wanted to talk about the three P's of progress is because right now everyone is talking about how to get back on track. And as warriors, we want to talk about what should you do when you're absolutely crushing it, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. So what should you do when you're doing things well and how do you keep it up? Mm -hmm. So yes, the first P is pause. And when I was thinking about this, I was thinking about this concept is very similar to when you're on a hike. So you're going out, you're hiking along, and you've reached a certain part of your destination. So let's say it's like a scenic outlook, right? Mm -hmm. So you're taking in the view. This serves as a great opportunity to pause, rest, and just kind of take it all in and you get to celebrate how far you've come and prepare for the next leg of your journey. Mm -hmm. So that's exactly what you should do right now. This is a great time of year to do this. You can pause, reflect on your previous year, think about where you are now and then where you want to go the next year. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys think about pause? I don't have, so last year there was not much pause. It was more, I attacked the new year because I hadn't set goals. I hadn't, I hadn't even made resolutions in many, many years. So like last year I set three goals for myself at the beginning of the year. There was no pause at that time. It was just go time. Um, This year going into 2020, it was different. I had the ability to have some measure of progress um instead of just like running out of the starting gate type thing um so pause i think it was really interesting to look back and read journal entries and look at workout entries that i've made over the last year and see where i was at a year ago and um what was working and what was working really well and maybe what needed some adjustment so um like you said taking a pause while you're on a hike to look at the view and then look up the trail and see what's next. That's a nice advantage of journaling Mm -hmm. is you can go back to the previous year yeah, to certain parts throughout the year and know exactly where your headspace was at, what you were thinking. 
And especially because you documented things like workouts and progress with weight and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, that's a good... I think yeah, it's super important to do to, like, stay on track. It's that journaling. Yeah. Um, so it's funny that you mentioned that, that you, like, looked back on your year. Mm-hmm. So we have this happy jar that me and Jess have uh-huh. had since 2016. Yeah. And we opened it today and we read all of them. And it was like super fucking funny to think back. Like we have stuff from like our first month of dating, second month, third month, fourth month, and just random dates from there. Wow. And it's super funny to like look back and remember those things. Because that was like another great reason to like pause and stay focused on, you know. What's the, tell us. Whatever, important things. What is the happy jar? The happy jar is a jar. It's a big fairly large like mason jar and we keep uh, sticky notes in it so we write a sticky note memory that made us happy Mm -hmm. or time that we're happy we date it and we fold it and we just put it in the jar yeah i like that yeah that's cool i like that too yes yes it's like exactly exactly like journaling but you know it's just random there's nothing we don't keep track of how often we do it yeah yeah but i really like that so like, but going further off of pause, to me, I think about when things are going really well, to pause and take note of the details about how and why it's going well. So how are you sleeping? Mm. Uh, what foods precisely exactly did you eat the day before the day after? Maybe you had like a really good day of, or whatever. Uh, what are your relationships like at this moment in time? Or like what? how much are mm. you working? Um, and what is your work-life balance? And what is your stress levels? So to take mm-hmm. note of all those things and, and then journal them so you can go back and be like, oh, yeah, I, I did have those couple of good days or that couple of good weeks in August or July was a really good month. And this is why this is what I was eating. Maybe I should try to get back to those things. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Stop and look around mm-hmm. when you're doing things well. Stop and take note of exactly what you're doing. Yep. I've done that with because I've recorded in my fitness pal for many years now. Um, and like, sometimes it's been on and off, but there have been times when I was like, huh, what was I eating last year in July? And it's kind of interesting to go back <laughs> and see that. <laughs> that is actually, that, that is really interesting. Yeah. Go back and look at that. Yeah. Mm, Pop tarts. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah, cookies. <laughs> um, so, with pausing, I think people should ask themselves a few key questions. So, I think everyone should always start with what are your bright spots? So, what are your wins? So really think about all the things that are going well, what you've achieved, celebrate all of your successes. That's really hard for people to do because we hone in on the negative, on what's not going well. So think about all of the positive things. Um, And then, yeah, give your current habits an assessment. So this will go into like the next piece, um, a few other P's about like preparing and planning. Mm Give your current habits and behaviors an assessment and see if anything stands out as needing improvement. Mm-hmm. And then that'll give mm-hmm. you a good direction to go in from there. Yeah, I love that. That's wonderful. So the next P is prepare. Yeah? Yes. Mm-hmm. 
So we have pause and we have prepare. Um, so preparing, this is, we're going off the basis of we're going smoothly, we're progressing uh, towards our goal, you know, either at a rapid pace or a smooth pace and things are going well, really well. And I think you should allow yourself to experience joy and happiness with your progress, um, but also keep a firm grasp on the long haul. So progress can happen, like I just said, super quick at first, especially with training and weightlifting games. Uh, mm-hmm. But eventually these things slow down. So you need to be able to prepare yourself for that. And it's normal. And you can choose to let it derail your focus, the slowing down. Mm-hmm. Or you can remain steady on track with the bigger picture, like long haul mentality. So like if I'm training in Olympic lifting and I'm snatching 115 pounds today and I'm feeling great. And then two months later, I'm snatching 145 pounds. This is measurable progress, right? So four to six months pass and I start to slow down, but I, I'm still snatching more. So I'm snatching 180 pounds now, but I've been there for my second straight month and I'm not used to that. So I need to have preparation to kind of weather this storm. And I keep my training frequency up throughout the week, but my frustrations kind of within each session increasingly become like a hindrance. And it's my fourth straight month of snatching 180 pounds. So I'm not making any progress anymore and I don't know what to do. And I start to look at other things. So I stop listening to my coach as much. I look online for extra programming or I just kind of lose focus. And I've seen this and experienced it myself. These things have kind of derailed my own progress because the gains are going to slow down. But if you have that long haul mentality, um, you're not going to think of the short period of time as permanent at all you'll feel fairly plateaued, but you need a good coach to help you through this and you'll be able to get through it. And at the end of the day, hopefully you can rationalize that. Okay. I'm here today with this weight, but one year from now, if I keep focused and and working intentionally, then I'll be miles ahead and miles ahead may only mean 10, 20, 30 pounds on your weight for your lift, but that's huge. And maybe your form is excelled too. And I think like adopting the growth mindset to, to, in order to prepare yourself for the times where you are slowing down, which will happen no matter what it is, weightlifting training or weight loss or weight gain or whatever you're after, it's going to slow down. Um, having that growth mindset will help you work through that. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the most important things about this whole process is like you said, understanding that it's a long journey. Um, This is not a quick sprint to the finish. And I think that right now we're at the beginning of the year. That's sort of the attitude that people have is um, I'm going to lose a bunch of weight and I'm never going to eat sugar again and all this type of stuff. Um, But there's no thought into what is this going to look like a year from now? Um, Mm -hmm. there's barely any thought I feel like put into what's going to happen six months from now. Um, and coming from my personal experience, it was certainly hard. Like the first three months, like you said, the first three months of 2019, I probably lost the most significant amount of weight during the whole of the year. I probably lost like 25 to 30 pounds in the first three and a half to four months. Um, but it was, I like, I, I knew that it was going to slow down eventually. 
um, only because I had kind of gained that knowledge base because otherwise, like as soon as you, uh, you most, I did this for a long time, you stop losing weight and it's like, well, I guess this isn't working. I might as well just give up. Mm -hmm. Um, so understanding that this is, this is a marathon, not a sprint, um, was huge for me. And I think that's something that is missed a lot. So that I, I feel that. And I think that that's something that people need to take from the prepare piece of this is prepare for the long haul. Um, this isn't a, this isn't necessarily a sprint, even though, I mean, you guys can probably, you know, chime in. There are times where you do want to sprint, but there are, you always come back to kind of that baseline that's consistent. Yeah, for sure. I think we mentioned that before that it is a marathon, but it's kind of like college classes. A four-year degree is a marathon, but the sprint comes in and finals week and you better be able to cram right and, and study for mm. those finals and do well. So yeah, you have to learn how to sprint at sometimes, mm-hmm. but the whole thing, the whole focus is, is a long haul. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yep. I was bones. I, when you talked about kind of hitting that plateau with the snatch weight or Corey, when you were talking about maybe not making as much progress with your weight loss. So a lot came off right away. And then you might have experienced a plateau and then slower progress from there. Yep. Mm -hmm. Something that's really hard is to make peace with those times. Mm -hmm. Right. So going into this, knowing that this is an expected part of the journey and think about, okay, when I do hit a hurdle or a roadblock or a plateau, how can I make peace with that? and keep working towards my goal. Right. Mm -hmm. That's tough. Cause that's where the, I mean, that's where the hard work comes in. It's not, the hard work isn't when things are going really well and when you can take pause and really like evaluate that's you're in a place of like things are going well. How can I continue them to go well? But when someone is in a, on a plateau and they've been in a plateau for, like, you know, a month or two months or whatever, that's when you really have to dig deep. And that's when either people give up or they push harder to, to continue, you know, whatever journey that they're on. Yeah. When I was thinking about prepare in my experience, planning is such a big part of my success. So planning ahead, if I plan ahead, I am 300% more likely to follow through on that plan versus Mm -hmm. the times when I just wing it. Like if I take a second and plan out when I'm going to go to the gym during the week, what time I'm going to go at, literally put it in a calendar. If I take time to plan out my day and my fitness pal, or if I take a second and look at a restaurant menu ahead of time and decide what I'm going to order before I get there, I'm way more likely to follow through. Mm -hmm. So I think that's such a big part for me when I thought of prepare, like that's what resonated with me is just plan. If you can plan ahead, even just a little bit and just take a small moment to do that. So in the morning we talk about what are we doing for dinner tonight? Cause we want to plan that ahead. We don't want to get to dinner and be like, let's just order pizza, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And that, yeah. that happens sometimes, which is fine, but 
the majority of the time we want to know what that plan looks like. Right. Bones, you brought up a, a interesting point. You said in times where you're kind of plateaued and struggling, you, you mentioned that's where having a good coach comes in handy. What do you kind of, I, I guess, expand on that a little bit? Cause I think people like, I would love to know what you mean by that. So if you are plateaued, you know, if you're working at, let's take, keep with the snatch example. Like if you're working at your snatch, you just want to get bigger weight and you've been stuck at 185 pounds or whatever it is for four months and you're just can't get past it. You need a good coach to like reevaluate what's going on because the same old thing isn't working. So if you've only been doing, you know, if you've been coming to the gym, this is the easiest example and doing one rep maxes of your snatch twice a week or once a week, then that's not going to work forever. It won't even probably take you four to six months to plateau on that. You're going to need a different setup and from a coach, a different training program to keep you progressing because, you know, there's a lot of different ways to train the snatch and doing one rep maxes is part of it, but that's a very small slice. Mm -hmm. So if you have a good coach to work with you on that and also, you know, work with your form, it's obviously it's going to propel you. Mm -hmm. So like, in 2020, in the age of social media, and mm-hmm. um, we see a lot of like people on Instagram that want to be coaches or that claim to be coaches, and I'm using uh, quotation marks around that. Um, mm-hmm. What suggestions would you have for people? Because I've I've already heard this just coming back today to the office after the new, the New Year's. Um, people were talking about like, oh yeah, I found this person on Instagram who like, uh, they're posting these workout videos and I'm trying to do them. Um, so I, what suggestions would you have for people like that who are looking at coaching as like this person on Instagram who posts workout videos and whatever, is that helpful? Is that, I mean, is that coaching or what? Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's tough. I think the best coaching becomes in person and there's a lot of people that train online and you have to send videos of yourself training. And the thing is that now that's delayed and that session could be gone. It usually is gone, you know, Yeah. uh, before you get feedback on it. And there's, as far as coaching, if you really like get specific with things, like there's a lot of pseudoscience on Instagram, a lot of stuff that people just want to hear. So I think you have to watch out for that, but I don't think it's all bad. You really, if you, the good coaches on Instagram were good coaches before Instagram. Sure. You know, so if it's just weeding out the, the ones that don't matter and it's usually the coaches that you want to work with that don't have hundreds of thousands of followers, you know, or even tens of thousands. Um, the ones that were actually work with people one-on-one and the ones you want to follow or get, get advice from that have good pages. Usually are, are kind of, like not as popular. Like less. That's what I found. Less flashy, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, programming isn't complicated, really. With Olympic lifting, there's a lot of factors, but that's about as as crazy as it goes. Is with Olympic lifting, mm-hmm. and you don't need a, you know a lot of flash to take a beginner Olympic lifter and make them a pretty good Olympic lifter passable. You know. Yeah. So interesting. That's what I think. I like it. I think it's mm-hmm. important to to look at that stuff because we live in that age and we live yeah. and it's so prevalent 
where everyone is trying to get Instagram famous and be a coach sure. or whatever. So, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy right now. There's a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. So what's our last P? So the last P is propose. Um, and we're not talking about the thing you should probably do with your girlfriend this year. We're talking about, <laughs> we're talking about, it felt like a direct shot. Uh, I don't know what, if you took it that way that I don't know. It's <laughs> weird. If you're internalizing that, I don't know what to tell you. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> proposing is what we're talking about when we say propose is um, your goals are going to be fluid um, so when you, and I, when I think about propose, I think it, it always works with the other two. So you take pause and figure out what's working, what's not working. Um, maybe what's working, but you need to fine tune it a little bit. And then you propose sort of a goal change. So my goal is, you know, we've talked about weightlifting, whatever, you know, my goal is to lose such and such amount of weight. Um, maybe you're in a, you know, you've had experienced a life event that requires you or you, it makes you desire a different goal that's still in line with becoming healthy, but isn't necessarily like I have to lose a hundred pounds by such and such time. Um, so like being flexible and reevaluating mm-hmm. and, making that part of the goal progress or process. Um, so proposing that to yourself, um, talking about like, there's no finish line. So going in, you know, he's setting your sights on something else. So let's say you get to the point where you feel like you've achieved a goal. I set a goal where I want to be, you know, 15% body fat and have a 375 pound back squat and I have achieved those two goals. So now what's next? Um, what are you going to focus on next? Like the person who does that, maybe they want to become, you know, the next best Brazilian jiu-jitsu person. Um, I, when I think about this, I think it's part of human nature that we always want to get better. Um, we're never necessarily satisfied with anything that we do. Um, the window of satisfaction that you get from like achieving a goal is so small. So like, look at an NFL team, for example, they win the Super Bowl, and, and there's been countless players that have even said this, they might enjoy it for a day or a week, Mm -hmm. but then what, you know, what time it is, it's back to the grind because what do they want to do? They want to win another one or they want to, you know, win the MVP next year or whatever. Um, so like, always allowing your goals to be kind of fluid and allow them to change. Um, I like the idea of having the flexibility. Um, but I also, and this is a question that I wanted to pose to you guys about this, um, talking about human nature and never necessarily being satisfied. It can be really powerful because you're always striving to, you want more, you want more power, you want more, whatever, but it also can be dangerous in my opinion if you don't have proper direction. So going back to like coaching or having a mentor or whatever, um, I guess I wanted to get your guys' input on, you know, at what point, is there a point where you can 
say like I achieved the goal and that I can move on or should you always be working towards is it ever really done I guess is what I'm my is the question that I want to ask that's interesting I have a lot of thoughts on that idea of never feeling satisfied so we've talked about yeah but when you when I was thinking about the negative things my mind went somewhere else Mm -hmm. so there's this yeah there's this idea that we always have to have our foot on the gas pedal and that we're never satisfied so we did an episode with Nicole Batway and she trained for her first physique competition and that's the addiction that comes with those physique competitions is they're always trying to beat their previous physique. Mm. They're never satisfied with those results. And I liked what you said, core about making sure your goals are fluid and it's okay to adjust the dial and realize that your goals are going to change with the seasons of life. So this is something I'm trying to learn because it's easy for me to fall into the negative side of the comparison trap of, wow, I used to be a better CrossFit athlete and now I'm nowhere near the strength that I used to have versus accepting the fact that I'm in a different season of life and that looks differently for other people as they get older. So some people might need to adjust the dial on their goals if they have a baby, if they become a mom, if they move, you know? So accepting yeah. accepting that there's going to be different seasons of life that you'll want to adjust your goals would be an important mindset. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, for sure. I think, I think if you can allow yourself, if you can allow your, allow your goals to be accomplished and then move on, that would be, that would be great. Cause you can just move on to the next goal. Right. I think it is true though. We're not, our, our, our human nature is not happiness. <laughs> it's not satisfaction. It's discontent. Right. If, if we were naturally always happy and satisfied, we'd probably starve to death. We're always looking for something. We're always chasing something. Yeah. We always need to be trying to accomplish something. Yeah. And I think it, it does get dangerous. Like you said, that was pretty interesting. It does get dangerous when we aren't satisfied, but then we stop striving because then we just become fixed and we just float through life and everything is, is, is terrible. You know, we have a shit attitude. We complain about everything mm-hmm. yeah, and that's the wrong say, way to complaining. live. Yep. So if you can accept that you're, you, you have a lot, you have goals, you're going to reach them and you know that it'll be a nice little high and it's on to the next one. That's like, I think that's a true warrior spirit is that. Yeah. Because if you become discontent with achieving a goal or not achieving a goal, you're just, you know, that's dangerous. You're just going to float. Yeah. You know, warriors in history, they were never satisfied with, you know, the loot that they gained or the land that they conquered or whatever. There was always more, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And the people who you get what you want or whatever, you get what you think you want. And then you just stop. 
they're not the ones that get remembered. They're not the ones that are, you know, in the history books because you, you, who does, it's just not, I think that's, that's the opposite of a warrior's nature. Um, we should always strive for more, but it, I think without direction that can be dangerous. I was just going to say it should be calculated because if we're talking like macro, like Julius Caesar trying to rule the world world, like, okay, that's, you know, like that's what it is literally dangerous. And like you become way too much. But if you're talking about your own goals to be humble enough to accept it and it's accomplished and now the satisfaction is gone, it's on to the next one. Then that's, that's great. If it's like aimed at personal development, I think that's, you know, the best way to be setting your goals is personal development and not, you know, like historical warrior conquering things. I think it's something that is a really actionable way to always be proposing and be flexible is have smaller goals that you can achieve either like on a daily basis or a weekly basis. So like you have your macro goals, you've got your big goals. Right. So like a big goal is um, like one of my big goals this year is to live a more strenuous life. So like hike 100 miles or, you know, whatever it might be, like take a walk in the rain because you should type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't go off into that rabbit hole too much because we could do a whole episode on the strenuous life. But anyway, so ha- but like that's a macro goal, like things, the big things that you want to achieve. But then you've got your micro goals, which are smaller. So like the amount of times in which I sit down and read a book every week, is it every day? Is it, you know, what is it? It's measurable. So is it three to five times a week or am I trying to read seven days a week Um, or whatever? So and that way you can kind of cross things off the list because something that makes me feel good is when I make a list. And you can cross it off. You can cross an item off the list for the day. Um, Even if you have to do it the next day, it still feels just as good to cross it off the list. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's a a strategy that is helpful for a lot of people is to make smaller goals, too, um, that help keep you focused on a day to day. Because you're going to you're not always going to be thinking about um, your big goal of wanting to lose 75 pounds and um, you know, whatever the, whatever the big goal is, you're not always going to have that at the forefront of your mind. But if it's a day to day thing where um, I am going to be the type of person who reads at least for 10 minutes today um, or who journals for, you know, you know, three, at least three times this week, Um, I think that's important to keep you focused and keep you motivated um, throughout the journey because that's what this is. It's the journey. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. That's spot on. Cool. All right. So recap. Connor, take us through a recap. All right. The three P's of progress. The first one is pause. Celebrate your success. Reflect on how far you've come. The second P is prepare, where you're going to anticipate challenges and plan ahead. And the last one was propose. So you're going to propose new goals so that you keep striving or shift 
and keep evolving. Hell fucking yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Great episode, guys. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fun. We'll, we'll see you next week. Yes, sir. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Weekly Warrior Podcast. We sincerely appreciate you being here with us. And if you would consider sharing the Weekly Warrior with a friend or family member, that'd be pretty great, too. If you haven't already done so, leave us a rating and a short review. Also, check out our Instagram page at Weekly Warrior Podcast for more warrior content. Thanks again for being here with us, and we hope you'll join us next week when we discover the warrior within. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.